Good afternoon, Acadiana. Welcome more to Kane Radio's Ship Shots. I'm Teddy Sliman with you here in the air chair. My partner and colleague, Ralph Boxcar Bazeron, will be joining us in the next segment. Well, the golfers got a little reprieve today from uh, the hot weather. We even got a little uh, shower here downtown and kind of cooled things off. Hope, hope the golf course has got some rain. I know today's a day traditionally that uh, most of the golf courses are closed. But uh, they could certainly use a little rain, as, as could all of uh, South Louisiana. Let's thank our sponsors before we uh, move along too far. Our title sponsor is GolfBalls.com. They're located on Old Boulevard right there in Lafayette. If you want anything in golf, you can go into their showroom there, and they just about have everything you could possibly want. Try out their demonstrator golf clubs. Hit into uh, their simulator. Try out the uh, latest equipment from uh, all the top brand uh, companies. And also they have a lot of soft goods in there as, as well. Golfballs.com. We appreciate their sponsorship. Ono Boulevard, Lafayette. Of course, our local golf clubs, like I always say, without them we'd have no local golf news. And I'm big, I'm big on local. So uh, let's keep it local. Let's talk about local golf from Eagle Ridge, Cane Row, Sugar Oaks, Bellevue, and the Chaffalar. Start out with Eagle Ridge. They have a new golf pro. He's a 44-year-old Jeff Dupan, and uh, he's a Lake Charles native. He uh, worked in the oil field for most of his life, but he started out in golf at Lake Charles Country Club and Mallard Cove, and then he got <clears throat> into oil sales. So he got out of the uh, PGA program, but now he's back in now at Eagle Ridge. So uh, he lives in Youngsville, but uh, nonetheless, looking forward to uh, on a weekly basis, if not every other week, uh, talking with him about uh, golf and what's going on at Eagle Ridge. <coughs> then down at Bellevue, the non-hole course in Franklin, they recently had a dog fight. And the big dog was Ty Burdett, the owner and operator. He tied for first place with Mickey Michelle at plus four. Third place went to Bobby McDonald at plus two. A low score, another Burdett. Ty's son, Brandon, shot even par. Just had to make too many points, so uh, he, uh, he didn't win on the uh, dogfight side. They recently had their club championship as well. Guess who won? That's right, Brandon Burdett. This time he didn't shoot even par. He shot one over. 72, 73, 145, one over par, but he still won by a whopping seven shots. So the new club champion uh, beat Bobby McDonald and Dean Dashe, who tied for second with 152. In the senior flight, Al Landry shot uh, 77, 82, 159, edged out Herman Herman Hamilton with 160, and then Jules Abab was third with 161. Also out at uh, Bellevue, their, uh, their big tournament, uh, the blowout, I think it's the 18th annual, if I'm not mistaken, they, uh, they postponed it to uh, September 16th, which is coming up in about three weeks or so. That's, uh, that's going to be this fall. Then their sister club, the nine-hole course at uh, in Berwick, St. Mary's, where um, 
Bellevue and St. Mary's. They usually have like a Ryder Cup style match between the two nine-hole courses. But for the first time ever, St. Mary's was on our Pro-Am rotation. So the Acadiana Pro-Am hosted a golf tournament there, the, the Pro-Am, and it attracted 90 players, which uh, kudos to Doug Biard, our tournament director, for uh, I think the big push has been to allow players to play more than one day a week. You can play two, sometimes three days a week, and uh, it just makes for a good schedule for, for people who have to work on a certain day or well, we hadn't, hadn't had it in a while, but if rain comes and knocks out a day, then you can play on the other days. So uh, nice 90 players on the first time for the St. Mary's Golf Club nine-hole course. First place went to Mitch Guillory, Johnny Oye, Brett Price, and Patrick Darby. They were plus 14. They won $110. Of course, that's redeemable at our title sponsor, GolfBalls.com, right there in Lafayette. And, you know, with a great... Selection of merchandise, it's another big extra bonus that our players in the Kadiana Pro-Am get. Tied for second and winning on a scorecard playoff was a team of Roy Boudreaux, Steve Russo, Lenny Dubois, and Mike Lulla. They won $75. Third place, Doug Beard, our tournament director. He teamed up with uh, Todd Ardouin, Donald Sarkis, and Keith Domain, and they won $48. The low individual players, this guy's name keeps popping up. Brandon Burdett, plus nine. Gonna have to check his uh, his DNA. Or maybe put him out on the PGA Tour. He wins too much around here. The low B player, Boyd Booty, the, he's a CEO and director of the Gator Golf Club. Boyd was plus eight. C player, Jules Bear plus nine. And low D player, Joseph Olivier, plus nine. Our next event for the uh, Cadiana Pro-Am is going to be at Southern Oaks in uh, Abbeville. And the word I get there, it's not going to be the first week of September due to uh, our holiday, the Labor Day weekend. We're going to try it on the second week of September. And uh, once again, we'll be able to play two or three days depending on uh, the course situation at uh Southern Oaks, but I'm sure Doug will let us all know that. Then down at Atchafalaya, they're still promoting their Thursday scrambles, twilight scrambles, nine holes, 5.30 shotgun start. The entry fee includes golf, prize money, and a hamburger supper after play. For their pass holders, it's only 25 bucks. For the public, $40. To enter 985-395-4653. Of course, that 4653 spells out G-O-L-F, golf. Down at Cane Row, a lot of special rates for juniors. Before 1 p.m., it's $25. After 1 p.m., it's only $15 for all kids. I'm not sure the age group, but uh, I don't probably think it's uh, that specific. But a uh, good rate for juniors. They also have specials for veterans on Wednesdays. Active or retired veterans, only $25. Their senior rate, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, is $35. And their twilight rate, after 3 p.m. on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, is $30. On the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, $35. If you want to be a member, you get a lot of perks. $142 a month. $1,000 
They have 20% off of all their soft goods in their pro shop, 10% off of their hard goods. And uh, I tell you, they have one of the best stocked golf shops in our area. Uh, nowadays, golf uh, shops don't stock too much because it costs too much. And, uh, you know, with, with a, a retail outlet company like GolfBalls.com right there, uh, you can't compete with them as far as prices and things. So golf shops don't stock too much, but Cane Row does. And I uh, appreciate that. They're giving it their best effort there. So f- you get all those discounts in that golf shop, plus you get to book your tee time one week in advance. And this is a big advantage because as busy as uh, golf's been with the dry weather, uh, people are booking tee times well in advance. And... Uh, if you're not a member, you can only do it one day in advance. But if you are a member, you want that select special tea time uh, one week in advance, you can book your tea time. They also chart your handicap from the Louisiana Golf Association's handicap system. And uh, they waive your dues for their Men's Golf Association. So uh, a lot of perks there if you're a member. And also they're li- licensed for Raging Cajun UL logoed merchandise. Uh, I don't know if they have anything in stock just yet, but, uh, you know, with football season on us right here, you might want to buy something for a loved one with the Raging Cajun emblem on it. Then also at Cane Row, they have uh, other new merchandise that came in, GPS range finders, and this is pretty cool. It not only gives you the yardage verbally, but uh, it also will play music as well. So a lot of a lot of younger folks do that nowadays. They play uh, music while while playing golf, and uh, it used to be a distraction to us older golfers, but uh, we're kind of getting used to it. Also at Cane Row in their golf shop, their Johnny O Polos are 25% off. Cutter Golf Shoes, 25% off. And their Travis Matthews Belts, 50% off. Go check all that out at Cane Row. Upcoming events. At Cane Row include the Generette Senior High Alumni Tournament. It's called the J Golf Classic. It's going to be Saturday, September 16th. 8 o'clock shotgun start, $125 per golfer, and it's uh, a four-man scramble. Registration will begin at 7 a.m. for the four-man scramble for Generette. Also coming up at Cane Row is a big tournament, the 76th annual state Knights of Columbus golf tournament at Cane Row. <clears throat> it's going to be uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, October 6th, 7th, and 8th. They usually uh, acquire about 300 players out there for that tournament. Uh, it's a big event, and they have many flights. On Friday, they're going to play a scramble or some kind of fun tournament, and then Saturday and Sundays at real individual tournaments. Uh, and it's uh, it's also flighted, like I said, senior flight for 60 and over and other other flights. The deadline to enter, and of course, you've got to be a Knights of Columbus somewhere in the state, Wednesday, uh, the 27th of September. Big tournament going on out at Cane Row. Cane Row, uh, let's see, uh, the PGA of America has a new home. Uh, it's the one-year anniversary. It was on August 22nd for our, for my PGA of America, which I'm a member of. Uh, I think we have like uh, 28, 29,000 PGA members across the United States. 
And uh, our new home has been moved to Frisco, Texas. And like I said, one year anniversary was Wednesday, August 22nd. Well, up front and close and personal, Ryan Desimo, the pro, pro at Cane Row, is uh, visiting there as we have this golf show. He went there yesterday to, uh, to meet and greet with uh, Roger Cleveland. He had supper with him, along with a lot of other PGA golf pros. Um, but he had a t- there's a tournament today that he's playing in. It's sponsored by Callaway, which uh, sponsors uh, Ryan. So uh, we wish him good luck in the tournament. If he does well, it'll advance him to the national tournament, which is going to be played somewhere in California later on during the course of the year. But I hope Brian uh, had a good time and enjoyed supper uh, with uh, the guest speaker, Roger Cleveland, who started the Cleveland Company some years ago, and they, uh, they merged with Callaway. Congratulations to Judge Keith Como. He made a hole-in-one at Cane Row on hole number 12, and that was on Friday the 18th of August. Go get him, Judge. Then down at Sugar Oaks, they also have weekly specials, and they're one of the few courses that are open on Mondays in our area. So on Monday and Tuesday, you can play Sugar Oaks for $22, 9 or 18 holes, and the special I like is on Wednesdays, $31. You can play as many holes as you want during the course of the day. And, of course, uh, on Wednesdays is when they have their uh, Twilight Scramble, right? So uh, let's get to that real quick. I got two, uh, two sheets here with results from their tournaments. If I can get them, my fingers working. Okay, so uh, on, on Wednesday, August 23rd, Paul Olivier and Ron Finley and Glenn Dupuy team to win at minus five. And then uh, this past Wednesday, Olin Granger and Chris Bayard was minus three, winning the Twilight Scramble. And then Friday, August 18th, uh, the Shamble was won by uh, Ron Finley, Tam Rosemont, Keith Domain, plus four. They won the front. When in the back was Robert Burden, Eric Lachelet, Glenn Dupuy at plus two. And then 18 was Roger Persani, Olin Grosje, and Dion Broussard. And then uh, the Sunday shootout was won by Roger Persani, Nicky Melanson, first place, second place, Tam Rosemont, and Keith Domains. Let's say hello to Boxcore before we finish. Hello there. Hey. I'm uh, I'm not quite through, but uh, you can certainly participate if you can uh, listen in and talk at the yeah, same time. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. And I can do that that uh, that local tournament that we're going to promote. Also, you know, toward a- the end of local. A- absolutely. Uh, when I'm done, I'll, I'll let you do that. All right. Okay, and if you're looking for work, which uh, you're probably not, Boxcar. I mean, you're pretty content where you are, but. Uh, Sugar Oaks is looking for help inside and outside. Call 364-7611. And uh, outside means maintenance. Inside means you yeah. run the golf shop. When I was at um, at the wetlands, uh, I, I, Mr. Errol, that worked in the pro shop, uh, he had a saying, and, and I've adopted it since then. At my age, I'm an inside dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea, especially with this heat, right? Oh, what? Yeah, I mean, yeah. nobody wants to be working outside. I know uh, I didn't say this when I was in, talking about Kane Row, but I think I told it to you in a, in a phone conversation. But uh, the guy that yeah. used to work for me in the maintenance, Scott Brentrager, 
he got ill on the golf course uh, Sunday, throwing up and stuff, and I, I think he, he was in the hospital for overnight visit because of that heat exhaustion. So a guy, yeah. that, guy that's used to the heat, you, gotta, you still got to watch yourself. Oh, no, and, and we're going to get a little break from it this this week, thank, thank God. But um, the, the, the problem with it is that usually when you start having the symptoms, it's too late, you know, and that's 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 a big deal, you know. So, I mean, like they they, they talk about, you know, you, you can't start drinking water and Gatorade and all that once you start feeling bad. You've got to do that before you hit the golf course. And um, it's just hard, man. I mean, we, we, uh, our bodies have never – Never seen anything like this, so it's. Um, uh, I don't know how these high school. Honestly, that that's my biggest amazement is how these high school kids are are, are playing these jamborees and getting ready to play high school football and and everything because they don't have dome stadiums and you know and artificial and and um, uh, you know uh, ways to cool them. All the pros, even if they're playing outside, they have these misting fans and all this stuff. These kids are just. Yeah, I'm sweating, you know, so. Yeah, and, and kudos, kudos to the coaches and trainers because uh, we haven't heard of any uh, severe, you know, um, breakdowns for these players. So uh, maybe they're doing a good job of that pre-hydration like you're talking about. Yeah, I heard a few of them had to, uh, uh, that had to have some IVs uh, at the Jamboree, you know, a few of the players. But, uh, but for the most part, you're right, Ted. And I, I think, you know, it's just, it kind of goes back to being smart too during the week. You just can't work the players as much as you normally would. You know, you, you have to maybe go inside the gym, do a few things in right. there, and, and uh, yeah. So. Absolutely. All right, back to our uh, Sugar Oaks uh, hole in ones. This past summer were a plethora of them. Ron Finley, Robert Harvison, Willie Lewis, and Bobby Buto all made hole in ones this past summer, as well as. Uh, Let's see. And then Sugar Oaks is also having a Knights of Columbus tournament, but it's going to be on a regional basis. Our Council 1208, which comes from St. Peter's Catholic Church, is having their fundraising golf tournament on Saturday, October the 7th. Three-man scramble, only $100 per person. And uh, i got to remind myself to put your entry fee in, Boxcore. I put your entry fee in, but I never filled out the entry form. Yeah, it's gonna be me, Cody, and Jim. But what what uh, what's the date again? October seventh. Seventh, okay, perfect. Sa- Saturday, the seventh. Should be nice. Weather should be much cooler by then. So. <laughs> we hope so. You know, you know, I I have an old uh, sheet here that 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 I uh, list my sponsors on. It's really old, like two or three years old. But uh, scratched out, I have as a note to myself. From, from way back in 2020, the year 2020, I have to, you know, to talk about extreme weather. We had seven and a half inches in four hours one day, <laughs> whatever, whatever day it was. I don't know, but whatever we did that week, but that was back in 2020. So, I mean, you know, how, how crazy, know. you know, the weather is like a roller coaster, man. And that's, that's the thing about golf courses. You know, they, they really catch it both ways. You know, you start with the rain and then, then you know it's obviously never, when it starts it doesn't stop sometimes. But then on the other hand, you certainly don't want you know the kind of conditions we've we've seen over the last uh, month or two. So, and uh, I tell you what, it, I just can't get over um, what the Sugarcane farmers are, or, or you know they in some parishes are they're, they're they're doing some irrigation. I haven't seen any around here yet. Yeah. But um, 
man, I tell you what, it's, it's going to be rough, you know, and I, I hope um, I hope we somehow get our You're breaking up on me, bud. I said I hope this week we can get some afternoon showers, man. We, you know, we we need it for for agriculture as well as the golf courses. No question. All right, back to the Knights <laughs> of Columbus, uh, also promoting their soccer challenge, which is going to be at the Pepperplex for boys and girls ages nine to fourteen. That's going to be Saturday, September 9th, from nine a.m. until noon. If you are interested in that or have a kid that's interested. Ages 9 to 14, call John Maness at 247-0290. And then back to Sugar Oaks, the Gator Golf Club, which uh, stems out of Sugar Oaks. Most of their members are members of Sugar Oaks as well. Thanks to Boyd Booty for getting me this information. I appreciate his efforts there. So results from their tournament at the National Golf Course in Westlake in the first flight, Mitch Thibodeau, and Eddie Viator tied at plus five. Then in the second flight, Kent Kern and Brian Broussard tied at uh, plus four in the second flight. Their next tournament's coming up in September on Sunday the 17th. Kashati Pines right there in uh, Kinder. And then uh, the Lafayette Senior Men's Golf Association. Thanks a bunch to Lord Lawson Rooley for getting me this info. They played their second Tuesday of the month out-of-town golf tournament uh, at Tamaka Trails in Marksville. The winner was Eric Rosen, Steve Newman second, third place Lawson Rooley himself. And then the fourth Tuesday of the month, their club tournament right there at Muni uh, in Lafayette. And this tournament was blind draw three-man teams. So they blind drew these players. Winning first place was... Keith Benoit, Terry Clement, and Kevin Kelvin Thibodeau. And they, uh, they edged out Brett Castillo, Sid Thibodeau, and Glenn Bertrand. Then UL Raging Cage is looking forward to uh, starting their fall match, or fall season, I should say. They're going to tee it up at uh, La Tech on September 10th, 11th, and 12th. And uh, I think Theodore is pretty excited about his team uh, as we've talked about <laughs> before, but they played out at Cane Road this past Saturday afternoon, and uh, the coach played with them. He shot even par and uh, pretty much got annihilated. Um, first, <laughs> Eli Artigo shot the lowest score, 61, 11 under par. Now, this is on his own ball, okay? Second was Burke Alford, 62, 10 under par. Third uh, current reigning state champion, Jake Muller, shot 63, nine under par. Now, I know Kane Rose playing easy, but that's, that's unbelievable. Fourth was Ke- Dylan Keaton with a 66. He's the freshman from Ireland. Shooting 67 was Matt Weber. Of course, he's a local product and finished 10th in the state AM. Uh, and then finished sixth, another freshman from South Africa, Maxi Lutz. 68. So uh, I'm sure Theodore would love to have some of those scores during the course of his fall season. Now, um, is the 61 tied the course record, or um, oh, I think that beats it. I'm pretty sure. I think I think I mean, uh, Brody had it at 62. Because he he had broken the course record at at um, the farm also earlier um, this summer. Right. Uh, 
I did see that the assistant pro over there, I forgot, Jamison Thomas, I think is his name, uh, this past weekend he matched that score. Uh, I think it's something like 65 or something. It's not a super low score, so <laughs> must be pretty, pretty tough from the I'm from the blacks back there, but um, but yeah, I think that's a couple of course records for for Eli. So he's uh, he's in definitely a good uh, good form right now going going into the fall. No question, and I mean along with Jake Marlin to see him shoot 63. You know he's he he's a senior and should be a leader on that team. So uh, yeah, I mean you know it's uh, it's encouraging, and hopefully, like I said, some of those scores will carry over into uh, to actual play when they tee it up at La Tech and in, in the ensuing tournaments this, this fall. And speaking right. of the Raging Cajuns, former coach Bob Bass, he won the Lifetime Achievement Award and he's now entered into the, uh, elected into the UL Athletic Hall of Fame. Uh, among his, on his resume, he was not only coaching the Cajuns, but he was instrumental as a director in the, uh, in the event called the Palmer Cup, which is, it's a Ryder Cup style match between uh, college players from uh, both countries, you know, from Great Britain and the United States, where they play a Ryder Cup style match one, one, one year, uh, you know, in the United States and then one year somewhere in, uh, in England. So uh, he, he's always uh, promoted that and been a, a principal uh, leader and director of that. So uh, congratulations to Coach. Coach Bob Bass, he's been a, a, a fixture at UL for quite some time. Then on the junior golf scene, uh, my grandson Drew will tee it up next in the Louisiana Junior Golf Tour Cup matches. And that's the weekend of September 16th and 17th at Bayou Desert Country Club in Monroe. Of course, that splits the state. I think uh, we said north and south, is it, box score? Or is it uh, east yeah. and west? I think we said north and south. Yeah. So I guess he'll be on the South team as they have uh, Ryder Cup-style matches as well. It's that time of the year with the Ryder Cup coming up. And, of course, the big buzz in the junior golf scene is that uh, right there at La Triumph is going to be an American Junior Golf Association tournament called the All-Star Invitational for players 12 through 15 years of age. And, of course, that's going to be October 5th, 6th, and 7th, and we know who is in that range group. It's uh, a guy named Charlie Woods the son of uh, the famous golfer, and uh, we might have a Tiger sighting this fall. Who knows? All right, box score, we're going to take a break. Uh, you want to talk about your uh, tournament on the other side? Well, let me just do it right now real quick, and okay. then we can get on use after that. So, yeah, I just wanted to, to, to help my buddy uh, promote his tournament that uh, his wife is uh, helping put on. Uh, that's called the Luke Bay Scramble. And that's going to be uh, at the Wetlands Golf Course in Lafayette, Karen Crow, on September the 13th. It's a four-man scramble. Um, it's a one o'clock shotgun start, and this golf tournament is hosted by Next Home Cutting Edge Realty, and it benefits Canine Companions for Independence. And uh, they have a mission to enhance the lives of people with disabilities by providing expertly trained service dogs and ongoing support, all free of charge to the recipient. Um, it's uh, $600 for a four-person team, so 150 a team. Uh, prizes for, you know, best scores. Um, they have prizes for holding ones. They um, have food and drinks for all the players. And uh, I know they're going to, you know, have some of those beautiful uh, animals out there as well. 
for, for you to see, you know. So, again, that's on the 13th of September, four-man scramble, four-person scramble. Um, and uh, I just think it's going to be a, a, a great cause. Again, I talked a little bit about it last week, and I know we'll be off next week for Labor Day. But um, once again, service dogs can help adults with physical or auditory disabilities, children with uh, disabilities uh, age five or older, any kind of physical or cognitive disability, uh, veterans who have PTSD or physical or auditory disabilities, and professionals working in healthcare, um, visitation, criminal justice, or educational settings. So uh, a plethora of different, um, uh, you know, functions that these uh, dogs can perform. They, they raise them all the way from a pup until they're ready to be placed with the home. And, again, it's all free of charge to the recipient. So uh, please consider uh, checking this out. And, again, as I mentioned, if you can't uh, play in the golf tournament for some reason or you just don't golf, um, then consider maybe making a donation. It's a 501C corporation. All the donations are tax deductible. And you can just go, again, to the uh, Canine Companion <laughs> for Independence website. And you'll get all the information on their uh, their great uh, their great mission. So uh, hopefully you can play though. I know it'll be a great time, and you'll get to meet the uh, the famous RP3 uh, from um, ESPN Radio in Lafayette. Uh, he and his wife are helping with this golf tournament. Well, good. Well, thanks for doing that. And uh, once again, when's the tournament? September thirteenth. Okay, so that's so, the, uh, the week after Labor Day, weekend after week Labor after Day. Week after Labor Day, I think it's the Wednesday after, yeah. So okay. uh, I think it's, I'm not sure, but um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, I think it's going to be a very very good, you know, good cause. Uh, first time that they have this, obviously, and um, hopefully it'll be successful and they can make this an annual event. Uh, sounds like a, a just a you know. Being the dog lover that I am to begin with, but when you realize just how much of a difference they can make in people's lives, it's really awesome. There you go. All right. Well, we'll take a break, and then uh, on the other side, we'll talk about uh, the final tournament of the year, the FedEx Cup's final over at East Lake in Atlanta. So stay tuned for that. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. Golfballs.com carries the latest selection of golf balls, clubs, and gear from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, and Callaway. Get custom fit in our state-of-the-art golf simulator or shop our selection of high-quality apparel from Vineyard Vine, Southern Tide, and Bad Birdie. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. 
Kane's Fishing and Hunting Show, Friday morning at 7 on the all-new Kane 107.5. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And welcome back to Kane Radio's Chip Shots. Teddy Slamming with you here in the studios and my friend and colleague, Ralph Boxcar Badger, on the telephone line on the other side. Still there, Boxcar? I'm still here. Yep. Good deal. So uh, we concluded the uh, FedEx Cup, the season-long uh, PGA Tours at Eastlake Golf Course in Atlanta. And uh, I don't think it was a surprise winner, but uh, definitely uh, I think Victor Hovland made a, uh, a name for himself in these last few weeks in the FedEx Cup. Uh, yeah, for sure, man. If he had played a little, like this earlier in the year, he definitely would be in, uh, I think, the conversation for player of the year. But uh, a little bit too late for that. But, um, but man, what a what a uh, awesome couple of weeks he put together back to back. And uh, um, I tell you what, I'm you know again, and I'll, I still I still am not a fan of the uh, staggered start, you know, so to speak. But um, it was pretty obvious early on in the in the round Thursday that Scotty Scheffler just uh, either didn't have his best stuff or this golf course just didn't didn't fit his eye or. Um, you know, I, th- I think it's putting. more his putting. Yeah, the putting. Oh, and man, the greens were after the rain. They were still stepping twelve and a half. So oh before my. before the rain, they had to be somewhere around fourteen. And um, yeah, I mean, he just he's just an atrocious putter. When you consider, you know, again, he led you know, all the, the end of the year stats are in now, and I yeah. mean, he just dominated. Just, just in that, just in that tournament, and the two players who are in contention, I think, for Player of the Year are John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler. And uh, right. Rahm was twenty eighth in putting, and and uh, Scotty Scheffler was thirtieth, dead last in putting, just just for the FedEx yeah. Cup. So, I mean, just for that tournament um, of the FedEx Cup. Yeah, they, they they it definitely put a premium on uh, you know n- number one, you have to hit the green, but then uh, I tell you what, there, there's a lot of a lot of carnage even on the greens, and, and, and definitely if you miss the green, the chipping was really difficult. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it was pretty obvious early on that, that Hoffman was going to be a factor uh, to, to force to be reckoned with. But, of course, you know, Morikawa opened up with that awesome round Thursday. And, I mean, just had a fantastic leaderboard now, you know, coming into late Saturday and Sunday. Then uh, Shoffley and uh, along with Victor Hoffman, you know, separated themselves from the pack. So it really was a two-man race. And, you know, you really got to credit Danda Shoffley for, for, for kind of keeping the pedal to the metal and not um, not just playing for that second-place check, you know, because, I mean, it was it had been really easy to just say, look, let me just play a conservative, my five shots behind. But, I mean, he had to close it to three shots with, like, six holes left to play. And, um, honestly, over the last probably four or five years, I think Danda Shoffley is the – most under par uh, at East Lake uh, as far as the growth score goes of any player. I mean, he loves that golf course. It fits his, you know, it fits his game perfectly. You know, and, uh, I, so I didn't realize until I read a few articles that he won in 2017. He won the uh, FedEx Cup yep. over there at East Lake. And, and one other little stat, you know, I love these stats. He he was paired with Victor Hovland, and on the front nine, they combined for a 61. Yeah. Nine under par, and that's that's the lowest ever by a, a twosome, you know. So no, it was it was just incredible. I mean, to watch, you know, and that's what it it kind of got to one of those points where, you know, how it goes sometimes. You and that 
Unfortunately, it can also happen in the, the other way. When somebody's playing bad, it kind of rubs off on you. Yeah. But I've seen that many, many times where somebody just gets hot, and all of a sudden, man, the play, you know, the playing partner gets hot to him, and, man, it's birdie, 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 birdie. birdie. It was incredible to watch. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, Shockley actually uh, missed a couple of real makeable birdie putts uh, uh, on, the, on the, uh, the early part of the, of, the, of the back, well, the late part of the front nine, early part of the back nine, a couple within 10 feet. You know, and, and, of course, Hovland had poured him in from, like, 50. I mean, he he, he putted so beautifully. I, um, <coughs> I forgot what day it was, either Saturday or, or Sunday. I think it was actually Sunday. Yeah, it was Sunday. Come, they, they played one hole. He birdied it. And so on the second hole, um, he has about a 15-footer for, for bogey. Horns blow, rain delay, hour and whatever, half, you know. Um, comes back out, and, and Shoffley's got like a 12-footer for birdie. Hovland's got 15-foot for par. Hovland just drains the 15-footer for par, and then Shoffley misses the birdie putt. You know, so it's stuff like that that just is, you know, kind of exciting to to see, and I, I'm glad it was a, a, you know, a worthy champion. And I, I, I honestly, I was kind of thinking about that today. I, I'm not sure if I can remember the last time that, I was so indifferent to somebody. Look, Victor, I didn't hate Victor Hovland. I mean, he never did anything to me. <laughs> uh, he, I just thought he was a boring guy. You know, I just thought, you know, yeah, he's a good golfer. You got, he kind of dresses funny, but um, but you never really saw the personality part of him uh, exposed and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, the guy's actually funny and uh, and has a good personality and, and uh, very engaging with the media. And I, I became a fan, you know, after after watching some of his interviews and, and whatnot. And uh, I tell you what, he's certainly playing some great golf. And as as one of the announcers pointed out, look, they both finished 19 under with their gross scores, so it was really a tie from that respect. And how, how thrilling would it be if it comes down to the final match on the Ryder Cup and it's Shoffley against Victor Hoffman? <laughs> boy, yeah, cool. you're right. That, and I'm, you know, we're going to talk about the Ryder Cup in a little bit, but uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm leery about our team. You know, I don't, I don't know if we can stand up to the Euros this, this, uh, this time around, but we'll see. But uh, yeah, Victor Hovland, he's, he's a simple guy. You know, he said, uh, "What do you think?" The media asked him, you know, eighteen million dollars. That's quite a lot of, a lot of cash to be uh, receiving. He said, "You know, it's not going to change my life. I, uh, I live in Stillwater, Oklahoma. You can't spend a whole lot of money there." I, I, yeah, like you said, he's got a dry sense of humor, and I, I'm beginning to like him more and more. I, I did all, all all along, you know, but uh, yeah. he's only 25 years old from Norway, and uh, he he came out along the same the same year that Colin Morikawa, Matthew Wolf, and Justin Sue came out. Those three guys from California, of course, we know Colin Colin Morikawa. He's got two majors to his credit, so. Uh, he he he's like a late bloomer, Victor Hovland, with that big group that that he came out of school with, you know. Yeah, oh no, he's he's solid man, and I, and I, you know you talk about being grounded, and and he, you know he ate his eighteen million dollar check where he eats dinner at Chipotle, you know that's where <laughs> yeah. he, that's his favorite place, guacamole and chips, you know that's what he ate a bunch in college, and uh, his college coach was re- recalling when he was recruiting him in twenty fifteen. Um, went to, of course, to Oklahoma State, and he says that Hovland remembered telling him that he couldn't wait to get to the U.S. 
so he could hit balls off of grass. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, yeah, he grew up in, you know, Oslo, Norway, and, and uh, not exactly um, known for its uh, golfing weather, for sure. Right. Or for the Winter Olympics, you know. But, uh, he, you know, he didn't start playing golf. So, so here's, here's some hope for you youngsters out there or, or the parents of youngsters. He didn't take up the game until he was 11 years old. Um, so he wasn't one of these five, six-year-old, you know, child prodigies. Right. Um, and uh, his father came to St. Louis for, for a year and uh, working as an engineer, and he went back to, to Norway with a set of clubs uh, for him. And so he would practice in the indoor golf facility and play outdoors when there wasn't snow on the ground, but um, that wasn't very often. And, and he actually learned most of his uh, golfing by watching swing lessons on youtube you know so um just goes to show you man um so i, I think he's going to be whoo, he's going to be he's going to be a force to be reckoned with teddy in the future uh he, he's got it all now that he learned the chip and boy you know it's not often that somebody is that transparent with with a deficiency that in their game you know that much and he just said i am i suck you know and he was telling the story about this past weekend uh during the broadcast that when, when he, you know, and he won some tournaments in spite of just, they showed some of his chips that were just horrific. He, yeah. You know, he, he, you know and, but he still was winning tournaments because he was just that good. And he said finally he and his buddy decided to, to practice, and their first goal was just to keep it on the green when they would chip. That was, their, that was just, you know, that's how bad he was. But he, uh, he made a simple adjustment. It's just opening the blade of the club, and so – you know, when he's making impact with the ball, he's got the leading edge going in, you know, to it, and it made all the difference in the world. So, um, well, he and he and um, and Xander shot 62-63, the two scores they shot. That's pretty remarkable. You know, and Hovland had a final round of 61 last week when he won, you know, of course, with that 28 yeah. on the back nine. So this guy's a finisher, man. He can close, and like – like we said, he's only 25 years old, so a bright future, you know, ahead of him for sure. And Ted, he, he's got that personality that reminds me so much of Bernhard Langer, yeah. and that he that nothing phases him. You know, he just seems to. I mean, boy, look, some of like Morikawa when he made his his double bogey in that par three. I mean, he is running hot. You know, he slammed his club in the ground. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, uncharacteristic for him, but still. But this guy, you don't see any kind of reaction like that out of him. He's just so calm, and uh, he's, you know, he's going to have the perfect personality for a Ryder Cup teammate for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think next year he'll break through and win a major. I, I think he will. You know, I think he's one of those guys that's going to have a, a good future. You know, and uh, well, this is the last time that uh, East Lake will host the golf course, the golf tournament as the golf course that it is, because they're going to do a remodel to it, this new uh, architect called Andrew Green. Uh, he's, he's golf's newest and hottest architect. He's going to redo the entire golf course, and it's had, it hasn't been redone since they did the first renovation in 1994. So uh, I don't know how that will play out, but uh, we'll see next year, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, remodels can either be fantastic or they can be disastrous, you know, and, and – uh, uh, but you, you know the golf course probably needs um, some um, tweaking because honestly, for a championship type venue, I mean, look, it's tough. You know, the greens are tough and all that. But I mean, for the most part, 
the second shots were lob wedges and you know and and, and if you were driving the ball decent you, you were going to shoot a little sore i mean you had to really be driving it off offline so i i think it it's probably just doesn't have the defense it needs to have against the the guys right now you know mm-hmm. uh, so i don't know that they have the real estate to really lengthen the golf course a whole lot but i'm sure they can add more bunkers and trouble and stuff like that. You know? let, let, let me ask you this question. You know, they, since they're redoing this golf course and in, in, in the tournament, the tournament of players uh, championship has always been at Eastlake. Do you think it's uh, positive or negative to have the, uh, the final FedEx cup event on the same golf course, kind of like with the masters on the same golf course or yeah, do you um, think they should rotate it? No, no, I like, I like it being at the same golf course. I, I do. Um, I'm not saying I like it at this golf course, you know, but uh, but I I know why you know why it was done there. Sure. You know, again, was, we talked about the you know building back the community and, and stuff like that. But I think it it kind of just it it lends a sense of familiarity. It, you kind of you know, I mean, look, I, you can argue that you know, well, it'd be boring if the Super Bowl were in the same city every year, and I I get all that, but but it's not the same with teams and and stuff, you know. Uh, and, and that's what I think makes Augusta so special. You know, we look, we we we, we see that same golf course every year. I, that's why I love watching the the Players Championship. I love TPC Sawgrass and and watching that. You know, oh, look no question. To, you know, so uh, yeah, it's cool that you know the U.S. Opens, the PGA's, uh, the, the the Open Championship with the different venues. But you know, that can be a Plus and negative too, you know. Sometimes you get fantastic venues, and sometimes they they suck, you know. To be honest, um, so uh, well, it, like ma- it makes me think of Augusta National. You know, Rory needs to win the Masters to complete his Grand Slam, and and we know he's been he's got the game for it. He's got the perfect game for it, but he continually falls short because of that mishap he had several years ago in that final round when he was leading. Yeah. So d- does that does that put you know does that they say there's Horses for courses, right? Uh, yeah, oh maybe, yeah. maybe this course, uh, East Lake, doesn't fit some of the players' eye that well. Uh, you know, what 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 do you think about that? I mean, like, yeah, no, I mean, it it's it, it's yeah, I think there's something to that, but I also will say that I think that the elite players, I think any course fits their eye. Now, will they play some better than others? Yeah, Rory's problem with Augusta is is, is just a score tissue. I mean, it's not that the course doesn't fit his eye or if it's, it's, it's perfect golf course for, for Rory, you know, when you think about it. But, um, but yeah, there's some probably, you know, the, some of the 20s, 20s, you know, in, 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 that, in that group, you know, that, yeah, it might not be the best, the best course for them. But, but also you had a, a plethora of, of first-timers in this tournament this year. We had a, Probably the most I've ever remembered of rookies and not or or first time people making the FedEx Cup, and so I think it's one of these courses you have to play it. Um, you know, the more you play it, the more you'll learn how to play it. Mm-hmm. And um, so, no, I think it's a. I, I just don't think there's anything wrong with the venue. I mean, it. Look, you know, you can go back and argue there's people that that aren't the the, the players' championship doesn't fit their eye. You know, hell, when Cal Sutton was in his prime and the one of the best ball strikers on earth, it was flat out knowing he, there's no way this guy could ever win at, at Augusta national because he didn't have the game for it. You know, he, 
he hit a low, boring mm-hmm. flight shot, and you don't, that's <clears throat> not the shot for us, that's the national, you know? No, no, no. Um, so, um, so it's just, that's just kind of the way life is sometimes, you know, you can't, you know, it's not going to, not every course is going to fit every, every player, but I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the venue, um, and I just, I am anxious to see, you know, what they're going to do with it, because look, I can remember a time, unless I'm going crazy, wasn't the 18th hole at one time there a par three? It could have been, you know. I mean, they like I said, in 1994, they redid the whole thing, the, the routing and everything. And, of course, that's the golf course Bobby Jones grew up on, so that's why they did all, right. spent all that money and all, and, uh, you know, to have this tournament in his honor and memory. But uh, I'm positive it used to be a far three finishing hole. Could, could be, uh, yeah. You know, um, and, uh, you know, which really was boring. But, you know, I, I, I think the, uh, you know, it's it, it, – Definitely got some holes that are a little too easy, but you know, because I mean, 19 under, and again, we talk. I, I keep referring to what I consider the real score, the right. golfer, and not 27. You know, but that's that's probably way too low for a par, especially for a par, you know, 70 golf course. That's really, you know, low. Right. Um, exactly. It's only two par, two, five. two par fives, right? Right. You know. All right. So let, that, let's change the subject while we got a little time yeah. left. Uh, I want to ask you about Player of the Year. We touched upon it earlier. Uh, and it and it's, uh, seems like it's between Scotty Scheffler and John Rahm. And uh, here's the stats. Uh, Scotty's won twice, the TPC in another tournament, the Phoenix Open. But he's had 17 top 10s out of 23 tournaments. John Rahm's won four times, one of them the Masters. So it's a battle between uh, Mr. Consistency or the yeah. man who won a major. So uh, what, what's your thoughts on that? And I, this is probably going to be one of the closest votes in a long time. Uh, normally, it's pretty clear cut on who deserves, you know, the player of the year. Uh, I'm going to go Rom only because I, I always give extra points to majors. And Scotty had had those opportunities, you know, to, to win a major. Um, I love the consistency, don't get me wrong. I mean, he was at ATM out there, and, and, and Ted Scott's bank account is proof of that. But... I've got to go with, with Rom just because of that, that major. And the yeah. four victories, too, that didn't hurt, you know. No, no, yeah. It, it, it's just it's funny how golf is. You know, uh, John Rom started out, you know, in the spring and all winning the Masters and, and three other tournaments, and then he's cooled off, you know. But oh, yet, yeah. Scotty Scheffler, because he's putting poorly, he's won. Don't get me wrong, he won the TPC, which is the, what they say the fifth major. But it, it, he's just been so consistent, uh, you know, what I just said, 17 top 10s yeah, out, out of 23? Man, that's, yeah, no, I mean, that's just, incredible. he's there. If that dude yeah. could ever get his putting down, I think they showed the stats, uh, strokes gained, Tita Green, he's only second to Tiger Woods in Tiger Woods' year 2000 when he, he, he won all those right. tournaments by massive you know shots. Uh, he, he's only second to Tiger Woods in that, whatever the number was. So uh, pretty impressive yeah. ball striking, you know? Yeah, it's just that I think uh, I can't remember a player ever winning Player of the Year without winning a major. I could be wrong, yeah. but I don't remember. Yeah. That ever That's happened. a good point. So I mean, I, I think I think it just it just enhances the resume. And I mean, he did have you know for a stretch he he was playing some unbelievable golf. Now, yes, he did uh, <coughs> tail off um, toward the end of the year. And normally, you know, it is who finishes strong. Um, uh, and if look, if if 
they said that this tournament really didn't matter for player of the year race. Uh, it just so happened they both finished pretty pretty dismally. But I think if Scotty Scheffler had pulled this off, I think he probably would have sealed it. But I think the fact that he, um, you know, he kind of showed that weakness uh, again with the putter, and I, I, I just, I, you know, again, I could be look if it was voted on who's the best golfer right now, it would be Victor Hovland. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's not what it is. We gotta. We got to go back a long way and look at the big body of work. Right, know, right, I'm, the whole I'm, year, I'm, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to give it to, uh, to to John Rom. But um, right. well, thanks for calling in. We uh, we we got to we got to cut you short because we got the uh, CHS coaches show coming up with um, Coach Desimo yeah. along with Tony Landry, the voice of the Panthers. So uh, we'll talk more about this next week, Teddy. But I got an unofficial tweet here that it, it, it you know this is not official, but that the you know the picks have kind of been made. They'll be announced tomorrow for the Ryder Cup, and if this is true, our boy Sam Burns is going to be uh, be a member. So oh, we'll we see. hope so. Yeah, we got we got a whole, you know a couple of weeks to talk about the Ryder Cup, and that's going to be a, a fun thing to to talk about and watch. So uh, thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Hope you you're feeling okay. better uh, as the week goes on. And once again, uh, coming up, CHS Coaches Show with uh, Coach Desimo and the voice of the Panthers, Tony Landry. Stay tuned for that. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. Golfballs.com carries the latest selection of golf balls, clubs, and gear from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, and Callaway. Get custom fit in our state-of-the-art golf simulator or shop our selection of high-quality apparel from Vineyard Vine, Southern Tide, and Bad Birdie. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear golfballs.com was founded here in acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization located on arnold boulevard next to harbor freight tools and of course online at golfballs.com hey guys if you're looking for the top golf experience in iberia parish you need to look no further than cane row golf and turf club low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens the recently refurbished sand traps and incredibly plush fairways And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. You're listening to KANE 1240 AM and K298CQ 107.5 FM, New Iberia. The voice of the Tash. (laughs) 